dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, that's good. I had some gaming Monday. That was fun. Yeah, once again, a short session, but really, really fun. And uh, I really can't complain about that game, even though we're all isolated. What can I say? Well, never thought it'd come to this, but I want to talk about cartoons. Well, actually, no. I knew it would come to this because I like cartoons. But I'm very picky about my cartoons. And there's a few things I thought about in regards to gaming for that. And I'll talk about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, a little background, a little more background for me. As you guys know, my other hobby is movies. I love movies, films, DVDs, all that kind of stuff, and some TV. There's TV out there I like, usually classic TV, and and one of the things I really like is animation cartoons and I'm kind of picky about my cartoons because I'm you know firmly in the camp I'm my age I'm firmly in the camp of I like the classic stuff Disney you know Warner Brothers Looney Tunes Flesher stuff and some classic movies out there that are cartoons and I've learned over the past 10 years and this is usually because of my, I've actually had my, make myself watch stuff that I really didn't like. There's still some things I don't like out there, but the point is I've learned to cut through the crap. I've learned to see something, dig a little deeper and see something worthwhile and something I thought was, was really not my thing. I've always been down on cartoon animation for television until like the last, the recently, like the last you know, since the 90s, it's gotten steadily better. But, you know, in my youth, I think about all the cartoons I used to watch on TV, mostly Hanna-Barbera and stuff. And I just, you know, I'd shake my head and I said, oh, God, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. There were exceptions, of course, like Johnny Quest was a really good show. But there's, I couldn't, I could never understand the boom, the, uh, you know, Gen X nostalgia for things like, Oh, I don't know, Scooby-Doo, things like that. Now, early Hanna-Barbera, I can understand the attraction. They had really good character voices, and the writing was pretty good. You watch old Flintstones episodes and Jetsons, they still hold up. And even further back, like the Yogi Bear, you know, Huckleberry Hound era, the jokes still kind of hold up because it's kind of a witty thing, but... The writing just got worse and worse and worse. And when it came, I thought the, the bottom of the barrel came when they did Scooby-Doo. 
and their offshoots. But I see something now in there. I, I, I try to ignore the, the, the script. So not ignore the script, but I, I concentrate on the mysteries. And I watched a YouTube video that explained pretty much how the show evolved from there is no supernatural to there is a supernatural and we got to stop it to you, we don't know. It's either supernatural or it isn't. And either you decide or they make one thing or say one thing or another. I've seen shows, I've seen some of their TV movies where like in the middle of it, they unmask a guy who... You know, it's not real. See, it's supernatural. But then you turn turn around, and there is a real supernatural menace that because there's a few threads they didn't pick up. So, how do you work that into a game? I think that's kind of the ambiguity you have to do when you run a game, especially something mysterious like this. This is why I like the Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh so much, because at the heart, it's an old school Scooby Doo adventure, where. P- these smugglers are trying to scare off anybody who will bother them so they can do their smuggling. But as that series of three modules goes on, it gets more and more bizarre as in like they get involved with the sea people and thing, the Kuto and things like that. So you're dealing with monsters and I guess you can call them supernatural because they're not really supernatural. They're just monsters in the... Where I'm using monsters in the context of a D&D world. But it's one of those things where they're trying to scare people off from their smuggling. Like I said, that's old school Scooby-Doo right there. But if you add another layer to it where there are supernatural elements or monsters and things like that, but the bad guys don't know that, then you've got something interesting there to play with. Because you can have the adventurers solve it and capture the guys and tie it all up in a bow, except for maybe one thread where they can't explain it. Now, you can either do one of two things here. You can have that thread. Oh, yeah, this is why they scared everybody off. This is why that guy got killed because they were trying to protect their slaver ring, blah, 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 blah. But then you have somebody else get killed. Say one of the bad guys get killed and nobody knows who did it. And turns out there is a supernatural element to this. And like I said, you can do one of two, two ways. Either you can let the characters go on and solve that, whether it's supernatural or not. And I would, I would make it supernatural myself. Or you could just end it there and let it go. Who knows what happened to this guy? Maybe he didn't die. He just disappeared. Another one's good one is if they have somebody in the house that they find like tied up like that one guy tied up in there but he's a mole for the he's pretty much a bad guy but find somebody else who's tied up in there say a a woman and you untie her and she's something of an adventure so she helps the guys she helps the the pcs solve the mystery but the end she's gone where did she go 
maybe she leaves something like uh, a halberd or a or a uh, some kind of cloak or something like that that was hers. Where did she go? And you could tie it back to some kind of mystery in the house, like there's a portrait of her on the wall from another age, or something like that. Is was that her ghost that helped us? Who knows? Put a big question. Put it. Put the old the end or is it type thing. <laughs> At the end of the session, which I think would be great, I would play. I would. I would run that in a heartbeat. I. I really would. Anyway, so as far as this is it mundane or supernatural, that's basically the crux of what I got out of the Scooby Doo series, and what you can get out of your games too. I would structure it that way if I was using Salt Marsh or some other mystery. You can do that with something you can come up with yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to leave that there, let you ponder that and chew on that. And I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail and anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Dan, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to listen to the Young Grognard podcast of Dan Greggs. It's Y-U-N-G Grognard podcast. Mark C. Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast. And Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.